All right, we are ready. Are at we ready? Hey, welcome aboard. It is Thursday. It is August. Oh my gosh, we made it through July. I'm Susie. That's Matt. This is Suzilla. Um, welcome to Wenatchee Insurance. Susie Health Solutions. Susie Health Solutions. We will take care of all of your insurance needs under one shiny little roof. Yep. And today, you know, thanks to us, I was binging on The Bear. The Bear. That was a great series, by the way, on Netflix, on Hulu. Give it, it a give it a look. It's season, worth, season two. Yeah, give it a look. It is totally worth it. And I've actually talked to some some uh, you know high end chefs who uh, uh, <laughs> it, it triggered PTSD in them because it was so accurate. Well, and it's it's kind of important because it was it was really watching the the cousin's journey, not Carney. Um, can't think of his name. Richie. Richie, and in his journey in the last couple episodes, that was really well done. I was really pleased um, by that because he he's his his experience was he was really working on the effect side of things. Mm -hmm. It was really, it was shown in, in an episode called Forks where the, the first day that he was there, oh, he was doing that for more than a day. Well, no, no, no. The first day was Forks. Well, yeah. And, and then they, they moved him on as, no, as he, he did Forks for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Usually the, the, it, okay. So real quick, Richie is the is Carmi's Carmi owns the Bear. He's mm -hmm. they're building this new high end restaurant out of their parents, out of their brothers, you know misfortunes. Misfortunes. He had a he had a restaurant. It's just one of those street side, you know, little everyone loves the kind of places. Carmi comes, he, brother dies. Carmi comes along. He's going to revamp it, and he's got a cousin who's always been part of the deal, but it's always been kind of useless. Mm -hmm. So he sends him to. Um, a part, a, a former colleague of his at a four, three-star restaurant, four-star three restaurant, three-star restaurant. We're like Michelin stars here to go learn stuff and kind of to get out from under mm -hmm. his feet. So he said, okay, you're going to go be the, what was the freight? What was the word? Not plongeur, but um, basically the scut guy. Yeah. <laughs> so they started in with the scut work mm -hmm. and they only get, they gave him, only gave him a week because they were in crunch time for uh for opening the the new the new restaurant, um, so normally when somebody comes in to do that scut work, they do forks for like a, for like a week. Yeah, and we're we're talking. This is this is a extreme no watermarks forks. Yeah, every fork once it's been through the dishwasher has to be hand polished, and and it's just for that entry level experience, right? Um, and they were producing, but you, as, he, as he went along, he, he moved and he shadowed and he was able to move into directing customer mm -hmm. flow at one point. Um, and he could see the wonderful qualities of affecting people because he was a people person. He was, and it was the right, it was, it gave him... He, because he's a people person, he was always somebody who connected with other people and he really didn't know what to do in what he'd been doing in life. He'd been kind of just floating around because he'd always been kind of shoved into, you know, serve, not service situations, but like construction and, and, you know, you know, it was, it, hustle was, stuff. it was always the, the, the side hustle thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the family was extremely dysfunctional. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it had difficulty expressing themselves. It, 
in you know in in positive manners mm-hmm. um and at the same time he knew that there was always something better so yes. he was always trying to move forward right and in this team building this whole this whole thing was about you know building the restaurant was a real team building exercise mm-hmm. and carney would you know throw different members to different locations to learn to bring back right he sent his his um pastry chef to amsterdam yes um in his his partner he sent around her sent her all over the city mm-hmm. of chicago to taste different menus and meet different people and make connections just to yeah. so she'd have a different perspective on how to build the restaurant and build the menu because she was building the menu well, there was something very important. I don't know if you, you saw this. It was there. There was a point where they were working on the menu together, mm-hmm. uh, him and the sous chef. And there, the point was was they got to the point where it's like our taste buds are shot. Yeah, we need to go experience something new. Exactly, and that's when he sent her out to go do to go do that um, because they were they'd gotten so much in their own heads and their own flavors they they couldn't do it right anymore. And that is something that even. Back in, you know, Stephen Covey and the seven habits of effective people, mm-hmm. uh, there's a point where you have to sharpen the saw. Yes. And that's what he just did. He kicked her out to go sharpen the saw. And that's something that, that a lot of businesses, they run to the point where they forget they need to sharpen that saw. Yes. Um, I, I, I've encountered, you know, folks that have been in the business, you know, five plus years mm-hmm. and the, they get to the point where it's like we coast mm-hmm. resting on your laurels is another phrase i use that phrase for mm-hmm. it's like oh we're doing great i'm just not i don't have to do anything interesting i don't have to do anything new i don't have to do i don't have to freshen my advertising i don't have to freshen my my look mm-hmm. and you just kind of get dull the cow the cowboy phrase for it i love, I love using is you ease back in the saddle okay and there's points when easing back in the saddle from a personal standpoint can be um refreshing but then you have to come back and sharpen that saw yeah you you have to if If you you want to continue if you want to move forward sometimes there's a point in your life when you're thinking about getting ready to retire Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't want to move forward any farther you want to kind of coast for a little bit and then close it down well here's this is this is yes you may want to retire Mm -hmm. but you want to lose something however you've got people around you Oh yeah, usually. And if you're trying to retire and easing back in your saddle and not assisting the people around you, you're you're not you're not providing value. No, you are not. You are not giving value to the people you've invested in for those for all these years. And you're, you're, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on the limb. You're actually stealing from them. Oh, there you go. Because you're stealing their time. Okay, I um, see that. Because at the end of the show, mm-hmm. one of the things that happened to Carney was him as the head chef got locked in the freezer. He'd, well, the walk-in. The walk-in. And Which had been an, an ongoing issue. That, they, that, that walk-in cooler mm-hmm. was not, the door wasn't working properly. Yeah. And it never got addressed. However, that really pointed out on the need to build the people around you mm-hmm. because nor uh, under I've seen a majority of things that have one leader, 
one agency owner, one, you know, key person. Mm -hmm. And when they fall, the whole thing falls apart. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to build a legacy, you can't do that. Now, when Carmi got locked in the lock-in, the team did fine. They did. They they excelled, and at the same time, that was the moment he he began his journey. Exactly, and that leads to what's going to happen in season three, which I'm fascinated as to how they're going to build that. Um, when he was not on the line, when mm -hmm. he was not being chef. Mm -hmm. He, and, and everyone knew, okay, he's stuck. We can't get him out, mm -hmm. which actually turned out to probably be a very good thing mm -hmm. is Sid, the, the sous chef, she, she, she shifted into his role. He moved Richie into mm -hmm. her role and everybody just kind of went, a, went over a step. Yeah. And everybody would been trained to go over a step. Yeah. There was, there was, there was quality cross training. There was quality communication and that, service after a very short period of time of, of a teeny bit of chaos. Well, it was a little more than a teeny bit, but there was a bit of chaos because it was a very first time they'd been running the restaurant. Yeah. Once they got settled back into their new roles, it flew and they got through it and they got through it with grace and, and, and accuracy. No, it was, it was a friends and family night. Right. So they weren't expect, so they were looking for problems. The, you're, you, that's, that's when you look for problems, you, you, you know, you, you look to extend Theater's got a friends and family night. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I did that for you uh, when you first came on. Is it was we wanted to get you some some nice softball customers to work through some of your butts. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's one of those things that's that's important to do when you're you're bringing in is that friends and family moment because mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to give you know the the worst nightmare customer ever. <laughs> no. Or the worst critic ever. Because oh. you're gonna lose your person if you if you crush their soul that early. Yeah, because I mean there there are this is this is a brutal industry. Um, last year, the customer service component for the a bunch of the call centers struck. Yeah. Over not being able to have a half hour per person. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't being. Uh, they were being forced into hard cells and hard fast cells and squish more people into their their shift and the the thing is is it's not a sales position no by definition they're doing customer service it's not a sales position however the 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 powers that be were using sales metrics mm -hmm. which is not fair and it's not it's it's like saying oh hey you know what? You can produce this at a you know a, a quicker rate, and it sacrifices some of the required languages. Mm -hmm. um, it might sacrifice comprehension mm -hmm. from the customer. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's it's one of the things that we we really kind of flipped in our industry on head is is we want our customers to understand. Yeah. That's literally the effect that we're looking mm -hmm. for. Yeah, when you're working in a call center situation, you don't have time to answer questions. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, someone's going to have questions and you have to, you know, you, you just, you find yourself on a clock. And if you've got somebody who's asking questions, you can't 
you can't offer that level of a service. Well, yeah, they're in that they're they're in the affect moment. They're in the yeah. verb to to correct a situation. Right. They're affecting the situation. And where an effect is, you know, customer understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the really two big differences. If you go into and we went into it really hard, it's like we want a customer to always understand their product. Yes. It's not, you know, you got five minutes to make the sale. No. It's a, it's a very complete different mindset. Uh, another one we did and they, they talked about it there was the argument over tips. Yeah, to tip or not to tip. That's a big argument in the restaurant industry right now. It is because it's, it's starting to shift, uh, particularly with uh, the Gen Z mm -hmm. has a, they, they tip less. And you know some some attributed to a lack of disposable income. Mm -hmm. um, some espouse that it's 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 kind of a BS standard of the employer not providing enough for the employees. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 kind of one of those situations that's 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 very in flux right now. It also has a tendency to vary from state to state because mm -hmm. some states their law says you that they have a server minimum wage, which is below the state oh, minimum yeah. wage. I mean, you can literally be paid $2 and 35 cents an hour. And then your money comes in on your tips. Oh, there's some of those States that, that you can work for tips only. Yeah, exactly. And that's bizarre. Washington state it's minimum wage plus tips. Yeah. Um, I always, when I was younger and foolish, I figured tips was just extra little bits for doing good things, not realizing that it had become a primary source of income. One of the things that I think has created some issue mm -hmm. with tips is the fact that everybody's asking, you know, every you're seeing tip requests in places where you probably shouldn't be seeing tip requests, in my opinion. Well, it's it's weird. It's it's a very class situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I mean class in the whole feudal lords of Europe type garbage. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I reviewed it as really garbage because, you know, a good example of that is is you know my supermarket checkout hey would you like to you know pay the starving children okay the pay the starving children that yes maybe some of the money goes mm -hmm. maybe the money does go to them but it also sits in a major account gathering interest which the corporate america gets to mm -hmm. that's that's they're not given all the money they're giving what is donated but they're they're making money on these donations yeah, and you know, then they got to stamp their big corporate name to it. Exactly, we're so awesome. Yeah, it, it's 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 really disingenuous. And you get some big burnout on those. Yeah. Big burnout. People get to the point where it's like, going, "Why are you asking me? Stop asking me." Mm -hmm. That's why they started putting it on the automatic thingies because they were requiring the checkers to ask, mm -hmm. and people were just laying into them. Well, yeah, because of the burnout. It, it, well, it's not because of the burnout. It's it's like what is the effect mm -hmm. that they're they're looking for there it what's the effect that the grocery store is looking for? what is the effect the grocery store is looking for they are campaign? looking to be seen as a community supporter mm -hmm. to be a charitable organization even though that's not really the case yeah it, it's it's it, and instead of you know this is this is you know the the grand effect of hey we're we're plugged into the community it's hey we're just asking for more money mm -hmm. 
we're not taking what we what what we've made and and, and putting it. And it, one of the things I've I've seen a lot in different industries, and it's really confusing out there, is healthcare. Well, we got to end for profit healthcare. And I've started asking the question is like, well, what about the, the social benefit corporations? Mm -hmm. They've been in play for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. The majority of the people that, that say we got to end the for-profit healthcare mm -hmm. don't know what a social benefit corporation is. Well, no, that's, is. that's a relatively new. I mean, we didn't know about it until this year. So that's because we got into it. However, we're also not wailing it at massive change in the system. No. We haven't, you know, done all the, you know, all the nitpicky research. Mm -hmm. And I found that just fascinating. It's just like, well, what about this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just the kind of the blind, you know, take an ax to everything when you can reshape things. Yeah. Um, the whole, okay, mm -hmm. when Donald Trump is running for president in 2016, mm -hmm. we're going to cut out the ACA and replace with something better. Mm -hmm. But there was never a something better in his book of tricks. When you say, let's, let's cut out for-profit healthcare and go single payer. Okay, great. Give me a plan. Show me how this could work. Don't just say it. Do it. Work it out and show me, and then we'll talk. But that's not what's happening. Well, it's, it's you know, a great example is that, that 20, 2016 election mm -hmm. was there was something like six different Medicare for All plans. Yes. Um, slight variations on everything. And, a, and some of them had some possibilities. Um, even now, we've got a, a plan in Washington State to go to a single-payer system. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you start looking at it, and they've got some really serious customer service issues. Because mm -hmm. um, one of the things we, we, we've, we've, we've seen firsthand with the, the PEB program, mm -hmm. which is this, the State Employee the Public program. Employees Benefit Board. Yeah, um, they've regulated so the their their one customer service office is in Olympia. Mm -hmm. One, one, and, and it's a walk in first come first serve basis. If you're lucky, they're open. So yeah, you can't even set appointments and and and, and be there that day. You you can't walk into a local office. So you've got retirees who are are not computer savvy. Oh yeah, uh, by a large large part. And you're you're kind of expecting them to watch videos online and make their best decisions with no human interaction, yeah, with no guidance, with no one to ask questions. Because mm -hmm. yeah, the question might be answered, but where do you find it? Mm -hmm. I have been through that website. It's terrible. So it's better than it used to be. Mm -hmm. I'll give them that, but it's still horrible. The only reason I can get through is because mm -hmm. I've been through. I've gone through it several times, mm -hmm. and I know where to look. Mm -hmm. That's where I come in. That's where I, I've been helpful. But that's frustrating for me because, yeah, I don't get anything for that. I get no commissions for helping out people. I get some personal satisfaction because I get to help my community. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't keep the lights on. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll get off my soapbox. No, step. no. It's, it's important <laughs> to look at the fact of the lack of customer service. So you've got people roaming around 
looking for help. And of course, because of we answer insurance questions, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they came at us hard last year. Oh, yeah, because there was a big shift. Because there was a, a big shift and a big panic and no customer service. And so inevitably, they, they came knocking on our doors and displacing people that could compensate us. Mm-hmm. So now you now you you got an effect of bad customer service from a public entity mm-hmm. impacting small business uh-huh. and our income. Yeah, and that was really frustrating for for all of us, mm-hmm. um, especially since I, now you knew about this that there was a rumor going around that I was getting paid by them. I didn't hear that rumor. Oh yeah, I just I crush quash that as quick as I could. But it's like, no, I'm not getting paid anything for this. Yeah. And I make sure that every PEB enrollee knows that I am doing this out of the goodness of my own heart. Yeah. And it, it really is because there there's this this weird I guess I guess it's a demand. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a service demand. Um and I, I saw this earlier of the um you know, it's rude to tell someone it's not your job. Yeah. And, uh, and that is really. It's it, hard for me to do that. Well, no, it's, it's, this, this is, this is something that's very important. As a professional, you have the ability to set boundaries. Yes. You can say, no, that's not what I'm trained for. That's not what I'm designed for. I can set boundaries. Mm-hmm. However, this unrealistic expectation of, no, it's, it's rude to say it's not your mm-hmm. job is stripping that away to minimum wage customer service. Yeah, you're not that wrong. You've got zero power. It's like, okay, let's I want the manager in the back. Yeah, you the the employees are not empowered. Um and I worked at a couple of places where they say that the employees are empowered. Yeah. Um and then there was even some support of that. But when you do when you when you make a decision and you answer a question or solve a problem, try to solve a problem and the answer and then the manager comes up behind you and totally reverses it, makes you look like a total heel and makes them look like a hero. That's really hard on the morale. Well, having had that happen personally repeatedly. It, there's more to it than that. Oh, there's a lot more to it than that. Because you're 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 creating an effect mm-hmm. effect where your front line is seen as liars mm-hmm. and without power to 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 assist to, it. Exactly to affect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so people have gotten in the habit of just skipping over the front line. That's where the whole I need to speak to your manager. Yeah, it's the, get- it, you're 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 creating an environment that empowers the Karens of the world. Exactly, and they are, and those, and the nasty ass people are embracing that with both hands. Mm-hmm. And if because they know if they scream loud enough, they're going to get their butts kissed mm-hmm. and get some sort of fun little gift card. Yeah, you know, and that's bad train. You're training people to bad behavior. Yeah, you're rewarding bad behavior. Yeah, and literally. As a parent, you never want to do that. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're mm-hmm. doing. And I—that's what another reason why I got out of retail. Yeah, because that was exhausting. You know, oh, you have to wait more than ten minutes for your prescription. Here, here's a fifteen-dollar gift card. Sorry. Yeah, it takes time to do mm-hmm. things. It takes effort to do things. Sometimes there's problems. 
communicating with the with the customer usually helps a lot. Sometimes you're going to get somebody where they just don't give two rats and they will fight tooth and nail and yell and scream and, and until somebody gives them a present. Mm -hmm. It's like, how wrong is that? Well, yeah, it's, it's, we, we, we got to get into that. You know, the, you know, what, what environment are, are we creating? What are, what effect we're doing? Um, and that's really important is, is to find that one of the, my favorite lines was we're pouring wine, we're pouring water and we're reading minds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And there are points where we seem like mind readers with oh, yeah. what we do in this office. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, in this show, there was actually, there was two points. Mm -hmm. um, one in this episode, one in the episode prior mm -hmm. to that, where there were surprises. Mm -hmm. um, one uh, where Richie was training, one of the servers overheard them say, oh, we've been in Chicago and we didn't get a chance to try deep dish pizza. So they sent him running down the block mm -hmm. for a deep dish pizza where they brought it back and they three-starred that pizza and served it to them. And the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the things that the awesome service gets is you have to listen more. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and there was a very... I'm trying, I'm trying to think of how to explain on listening more. Um, and because and, there's, there's hundreds of examples that I can't break protocol without really getting there. Yeah. Um, a good example is um, we're talking about one, one year I was talking to someone about their, their house. Mm -hmm. I was doing houses at that point. And I noticed it was an older house with basement mm -hmm. with trees. Uh oh. Um, and it was it was a house that was a little on the older side, and I'm like, okay, you want water back up? Mm -hmm. And they hemmed and hawed a little bit for it. It's like you want water back up, mm -hmm. and within nine months, he had to deal with the sewer backup because of a tree growing through the pipes in the roots. Yeah. Because I know that the housing construction in our area has, has an importance, has clay pipes. Yeah. And clay pipes, trees will grow the roots through it and eventually create a clog and eventually back up. Right. Um, so that was just me paying attention, listening and asking questions mm -hmm. and making the suggestions. Yeah, it gets a little tricky when you're in mm -hmm. certain situations. So with Medicare care, for example, I can't really ask about person, a person's health history or anything, but I'd listen and I, you know, I, I find out, okay, what, you know, I, I'd listen to find out where their finances, I watch their, their faces when I tell them prices, there's so many little different little bits and pieces you have to yeah. extrapolate to tailor a plan to where you need to be. Um, with individual healthcare, I can say, okay, how do you use your health insurance? Do you have any chronic medical conditions? Mm -hmm. I can't do that with a Medicare enrolling. Mm -hmm. I'm prohibited to because that could be considered as cherry picking. Um, because some, I guess some bad 
bad faith brokers were you know steering people into different plans but beside the point we've seen the effect yes we've literally seen that effect of cherry picking mm -hmm. in, in in various ways yes we have um however it's it's one of the, the important things is to look at is by over regulating mm -hmm. and taking that power away you're not allowing good mm -hmm. actors or good agents go in and provide an excellent, excellent, service. Exactly. excellent service. So it makes us have to get creative and really work the communication, the, the, the unspoken communications. If somebody volunteers something, mm -hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> yes, but the, a lot of folks are not able to volunteer. No, because they have their own personal we're, walls we're, up. Well, it's trained not to. It's, no, and it, you're not supposed to talk about your health or you talk about this or you talk about that. Or your money. Or, or your money, exactly. And, and we're dealing with stuff that's straight up. We're dealing with health. We're dealing with money. Mm -hmm. we're, we're dealing with life and death situations. Uh -huh. These are all things you're not supposed to talk to. And so we have to, yeah. one of our big effects to our listening is we've got to set up a casual environment where we chat. Exactly. And we also have to engender absolute trust. Mm -hmm. And we cannot, if we show any level of insincerity, we talked about this yesterday uh -huh. where we're talking to someone who's trying to sell us an ad package. Mm -hmm. If any of our, any of our stuff comes across as insincere, it can break that trust in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. And this is a trust-based industry. Every uh, almost all undress all all are. Mm -hmm. It's even more so when you don't have something hard that you can hold in your hands. Yeah, I can't sell you a pot. I have to show you a product. I can show you how a product that's going to replace that pot when it breaks. Exactly, and that and you got to trust me that it's going to be there when it breaks. Yep, and you got to trust me that. I pick the right product that's going to do what I say it's going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I've, we've been blessed so far by our, our customers have a really good sense of satisfaction because the minute I see a company going sideways, it's like, yeah, we file a complaint. Yeah, I, I have not had to have an a, a opportunity to, to officially fire a company for bad behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not picked companies for bad behavior. Mm -hmm. um, the good good example is that the health shares. Yeah, yeah. We chose to not go with health shares because of their bad behaviors. Yeah, because they regularly get kicked out of states. And that's us affecting our clientele. Yeah, because we don't want the, the effect of bad customer exactly. service. And so that's what we really play with. Um, you can really look at what's going on in the environment and what effect that you're you have created mm -hmm. and how you can change it um that service that that sales call yesterday mm -hmm. um i got to talk one-on-one -on -one with the with the salesperson at the end um and and it was going really really well Mm -hmm. all through it. Mm -hmm. And then she misspoke when she, when she talked about our governor. And that just took you right out of it, didn't it? It took me right out of it. She, you know, she, she used a 
political slur. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Get out of my office. Get out of my office. So it, 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 they, when you do that level of slur that, that, you know, to, to, you know, a governor or a president, Mm -hmm. I don't know on what sort of slur you're going to talk about me behind my back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't, it doesn't empower me to want to, you know, spend money in your direction. And that's, that's where we're getting to. It's like, you know, if someone is, is really out there and, and doing, you know, slur type things, Mm -hmm. um, how are they going to talk about you when, when given the chance? Exactly. Or your friends or your or family, your friends. you know, people look, that you love. Yeah. Look at how they're affecting the people around them. Exactly. So, Hey, have a great day. Yes. Enjoy your week. We will see you. Uh, we'll talk to you next Thursday. Yes. Bye. Bye.